0: Okay, people. Tuesday, September twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. This one comes with its own caveat. Uh, listener, be advised. I give a super hot little intro to a men's gathering that was held yesterday, and um, I might have used some expletives. I know, shocker, real big shocker there. So, if you haven't heard any of our messages before, you know, buckle up. If you have, yeah, you're fine. You know what's you know you know what's happening. You know the deal. Welcome to the fourth watch. As the world is falling apart, the church should be coming together, but we have to wake up first. Biblical prophecy is unfolding and we keep looking for a new normal. The enemy is parading in broad daylight we keep changing the channel. The media keeps saying look left when the real activity is happening to the right. 2020 caught everyone off guard which leads to one very important viewpoint. Every demonic influence running rampant in America right now had to go through the church to get here. It's time we changed our focus and our footing. No more excuses, no more racial divide, no more ignorance, and no more country club church. The enemy feels like he's on a winning streak, but we're here to remind him and you of our biblical and American heritage. We serve the lord of angel armies and we thrive when our backs are against the wall. The goal of the fourth watch is clear, to equip you with a biblical foundation as it relates to spiritual warfare. You don't need to be a pastor or a teacher to recognize what's happening and the Bible is filled with references to the last days. History isn't repeating, it's setting the stage. One of our generations has to be the last and no one is coming to save us but God. So how do we see things as he intended? How do we see the enemy at work in our daily lives? How do we respond to demonic attacks against ourselves and our family? How do we identify the deceivers masquerading as politicians, celebrities, influencers, and even pastors? And more importantly, How do we bring revival when most Christians are focused on culture over kingdom? The Fourth Watch is from 3-6 to a.m. daily, the darkest hours before the dawn. It's when Abraham raised his dagger, when Jacob wrestled with God, when Peter stepped onto the water, and when Jesus arose the third day. Now, The Fourth Watch is our effort to show you how spiritual warfare isn't just real, it's raging. And whether you choose to see it or not, every single one of us has a role to play. Journey with us as we search the Word, discuss current events, put our faith into action, and use ourselves as an example along the way. Welcome to Spiritual Warfare for the Masses. Welcome to the Fourth Watch. Good evening. You guys doing all right? Little stragglers in the back. We have a lot of open seats down towards the front. No one's getting punched in the face yet, so everyone's good. First and foremost, I want to say thank you very much for coming tonight to uh, the men's boil that's been about two and a half years, three years in the making. And so I want to thank Stan, his wife, and his family for hosting this evening. And what's crazy about tonight is that this night actually should have happened in 2020. Of course, things went sideways. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this is actually going to be the last men's boil. So... Thank you for coming. Thank you for honoring this house, this man, the things that he's done over the years. It's been pretty powerful, even to see the turnout tonight. It's pretty significant. So to the people that are here, again, even congratulate yourselves. You know, we, uh, we survived. We survived COVID. It, it's happened. So first, we're going to start the right way in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for these men. Thank you for your heart for men. Thank you for gathering where two or more are here in your name. Holy Spirit, we ask that you fall in this place right now ask that you take over, that the things that you want to say, you speak it out loud through us, the things that you want the men to hear, that you touch their hearts, you influence them as we go forward. Father, the season is upon us. The season has always been upon us, and you're waking men's hearts right now. So we ask that you infill this place. Give us the unction, the words, and have your way with this night. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so short and sweet, uh, my name is Steve Prowse, actually with a group called The Fourth Watch, Fifth Horseman. So we're a Bible study group that kind of went haywire and just kind of grew into a couple of weird different things uh first and foremost the fourth watch is three to six o'clock in the morning every morning wherever you are it's the highest level of demonic activity in the night and so for the past several years for myself personally about 15 years but with a group the past several years i've been walking and praying around dc independence hall jerusalem other places from three to six o'clock in the morning just basically engaging the enemy head on and it's been pretty powerful Been pretty profound and what it is is it's almost uncharted territory for lack of a better word i grew up in the church my father was a pentecostal pastor he was a music minister for tbn so he actually played music five nights a week for praise the lord for paul and jan crouch so i I grew up with a corporate church and to be honest i had no appetite for it uh i saw the business end of church up close i saw a lot of the political pageantry of church and i have grown up with a certain set of beliefs where the holy spirit should be taking front and center stage where jesus is you know lived a life that we should be emulating and where to be honest many of us have fallen short and we've been playing you know christian candyland and i'm only saying that not because i'm a, this super you know christian warrior guy right it's not about that we're just christians we're just men following christ and the season that's on us you know the book of revelation is being read out loud You you can tell me you don't agree. That's fine. I'm not trying to be this doom and gloom person or, or give you that perspective. But what I'm trying to do is set the stage. Jesus, when he opened up Revelation, Revelation 1, 6, he called each one of us kings and priests, manhood and priesthood, manhood and spirituality. Manhood is the easy part, right? The spirituality, not the easy part. It's not how men actually were led by the church. The church actually helped us all check the box by saying, you just need to show up. The country club survived and did well, become a good member tither, and then from there, what happens? The wife's happy because the family went to church, the kids are all dressed up, everyone goes to lunch afterwards, and you last six days barely to get to the seventh day. That's not what men do. Men striving at faith and charging and leading the reigns are not just supposed to play church one day a week. You're the pastor six days a week. So what happens if there's something called a pastor rapture, and all the pastors are gone, what do you do then? Oops. Where, In case you haven't realized this, the women have had to lead the house of God spiritually, our own homes spiritually. I've had the pleasure of working with a bunch of black Baptist pastors if it wasn't for black women there would be no black baptist church they've all admitted it so praise god that the women have actually been at the helm of some of these things and driving these things spiritually they should be the spiritual neck that guides the head right so what what should the man do what should the christian man do be engaged in war every single day we're not and so we're here right We're all gathered collectively as men. The season is honest. we're kings and priests, we've handled the manhood part in the kinghood part. What about the spirituality and not this manby-pamby you know Zen Buddha, energy it's bullshit. They call it what it is And I'm not the guy that's trying to be all super polished Christian, all, all, all nice listen I've lived that, I've done that and to, to be honest, engaging in spiritual warfare all these years, the devil knows your bullshit. The devil knows if you're fake, if you're disgenuine, if you're using this nice polished language where you're just praying asking for things and you're not praying against things. The devil knows all your tricks. So just pray. Matthew 11:12, since the days of John the Baptist the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. When's the last time one of you said a violent prayer at the top of your lungs? Where are you? Where's your heart for God? Do you love what he loves, or do you love what you love? Do you love your comfort? Do you love your your nice, comfortable country club Christianity? Or do you have actual fire for the Holy Spirit right now? The devil has crept in. On one hand, right, it had to happen. If the word of God doesn't come true, he's not God. That's the God that we serve. On the other hand... If the book of Revelation is being read out loud, when are we going to step forward into our kinghood and our priesthood at the same time? What do you need? Do you need to see the country going to shit? It's happening. You need to see the food supply being diminished? It's happening. What about fuel? What about kids? At what point does your spirit rise to the measure that you need to engage on a daily basis? And it's not just an obligation. It's an honor. You need to die daily. Tonight, the man that that goes home tonight needs to die. You need to reawaken, reawaken tomorrow morning on fire for the Holy Spirit like never before. All this has to happen first in prayer and then in person. All this is going kinetic. Every service member that I talk to is already preparing. They're like, where's the church? In case you didn't understand how the Bible reads, when the institutions of the world are going against our God, God has assigned the church to be the chosen respondent. The church is not going to wake up, stand up, and say, government, we refuse to be governed by you anymore. Your pastors are nice men. They are good men. You need to be in church. But what God needs right now are dangerous men, men of great, significant, dangerous faith, not childish faith, not Christian Candyland faith, not country club faith. If you're not pissed off at what's happening around you and rising to the measure of prayer first and getting ready for what's coming in person, you're dead. I'm staring at dead men. The question is, do you want what you want or do you want what God wants? If the world is going the way that it is, where's the response? I have to answer to God daily. I have to lead my son to the best of my ability. He's 20 now. He's already outside of my purview. I had to do what I could when I had him. Praise God. He's where he's at. But I know a lot of people, I talk to men on a daily basis about where they're at with their families, their businesses, their work, their community, and guess what? A lot of it's going to shit. A lot of men jumped into their spirituality in the end of their life cycle, and they're wondering what to do about their kids and grandkids. That's just the reality of where it's at. A lot of military members are wondering why the government committed treason with Afghanistan, and they're wondering when—when when is there a response? When is the appropriate response? And guess what? The church isn't there to lead them. The powerless, feckless church became a business. And praise God, right? Business was good. Everyone here belongs to a church. Praise God for that. Stay in church and drive it. But that spirit within you also has to be driving up and brushing up next to your pastors and lighting a fire in your pastors for the season at hand. None of us should be comfortable in our faith, in our comfort, in our Christianity, none of it. Every single day that we go by and we let an event happened that we don't rebuke outwardly. We speak out against it. Oh, they say famine's coming. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. They say hardships, they say China's coming, war's coming, I rebuke all of that in the name of Jesus. And then when it comes, because the stage is being set, what do we do? Praise God, he's in control, but we're going to fucking war. I don't have time to play games. I don't have time to be polished and be nice. At this point, I'm here to actually just kind of intro Chad. Where's Chad? Chad Williams, he's in the back. Praise God for men like Chad that stood in the gap, that defended this nation, that answered the call. Praise God for all of our veterans here. We honor you, we serve you. I'm not saying this because I'm after attention, because I'm after somehow you guys to engage us differently. It's just, I need to stir your hearts to war. Every morning, Matthew 11:12. 12, that is your posture. Violent prayer, violent prayer. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Jesus' own words didn't say it shouldn't have happened, didn't say it couldn't happen. But what's happening right now is that we're all serving a spiritual God, surrounded by spiritual beings, going to a spiritual place, and none of us have been as spiritual as we need to be, thinking we'll get there when we have time. Time's up. Time's up because society is already going the way that it is, and there is no church to respond to it. And so if the four wall church isn't gonna do it, every single man here is charged and convicted by God himself according to his word. We know what we're supposed to do, it's up to us. Either we're gonna stand up and rise to the occasion, or we're gonna hang our hats on the efforts of men like Chad and just kinda go the way that we go. Either way, this is going kinetic. Why don't we take the engagement to the enemy first in prayer and then prepare in person? That's all I got. I appreciate you guys, this is just a little warm up. Chad's up next. You know, this is what kills me. The body of Christ is missing men. The houses of God are missing men. I can stand in front of a crowd for 11 minutes and some odd seconds, and somehow get a point across with conviction. And what sticks out? Language, religion, the hardship of a man that can't even listen to a message given because it has language in it. What have we come to? Where are we at? What are we trying to do? Are we trying to hold on to our cute, comfortable little cultural Christianity? Or are we actually trying to lead into the end times as Christ intended? That's up to us. That's not on Him. He did the work. Now it's our turn. The longer we hold on to all the moral rigidity, guess what? It didn't work. All the rigidity didn't work. All the Christian Candyland didn't work. All the playing it safe and playing it comfortable, it didn't work. All the watching our words and watching what we drink and watching what we we think and say, it didn't work. It didn't stop these times from coming, which means God intended it to happen. So what does that mean for you? Honestly, are you going to hold on to old spirits of religion? Are you going to let things trip you up along the way? Are you going to hear certain words and say, oh my gosh, I can go no further with this person? Or are you going to say, this is the time, this is now. This is happening. Men are stepping forward and we're gonna meet them and greet them and engage them where they're at. Because guess what? We all need sharpening. Every single one of us. Time is a luxury we no longer have. Where are you now? How are you now? What are you driving at now? What are you striving for now? Can you out-suffer the enemy? Can you out-endure? Can you outlast? No, you can't. You can think that you can. Ego, pride, arrogance you think that Daddy God is just going to somehow zap us out of here without skinning the game? I pray to God that you realize your potential in Christ, having dominion and authority. Or not. If you won't, don't stand in the way of other men stepping forward. Don't stand in the way of other men trying to reconcile themselves, their hearts and injustice that's occurring everywhere. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. If you're not focusing on where we're going and where we're headed, you are not going to get us there. So the last thing we can do is stand in the way of other men stepping forward. In the name of Jesus, rebuke the spirit of religion. Understand that this is gonna take all hands on deck. And if men are out there with a heart for God and the will to do the Holy Spirit's work, then by all means, bring them inside the fold, because a house divided won't stand. And the last thing we need is men, to stand in the way of other men stepping forward. That's not what our God wants or needs. No more excuses. The men of God are rising to reclaim their manhood and their priesthood. It's time.